Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope that everybody is having a great day, whatever day it is that you happen to be listening uh, to the show here. Uh, we're somewhere north of 30 uh, podcasts now. So this is uh, relatively new in the whole podcasting world, but uh, going to keep on digging, keep on cranking them out. People seem to enjoy them. Audience is growing slowly. Uh, it's kind of tough to get the word out there to people that the podcast exists, especially in this narrow niche that I'm in. So feel free to share it with any of your friends at uh, Chase Catfish, Chase Stripers, Chase Crappie, Fish in the Southeast, or just looking for something that's kind of fishing lifestyle oriented. Uh, I'm trying to grow and expand this thing and just do some different stuff. Right now I'm doing a lot of them where I'm doing them. Uh, so giving out a lot of info about my opinions, but I'm also bringing in some other people and trying to expand that as this thing grows. So it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to podcasts and, um, it's a good thing. You know, something to listen to that's, you know, about something that you're interested in while you're driving down the road. It's better than listening to the talk radio about a bunch of topics you really don't care about. So, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Create content along those lines and, Obviously, a lot of it coincides with the videos that I do on YouTube, and uh, and if you're interested in seeing any of that stuff, or if you're interested in contacting me, one of the tough things here on the podcast is reaching out and making contact with people, uh, you know, when you have an idea, and I love getting feedback from people and getting ideas. Go to my website, DieterMelhornFishing.com. Uh, there's a contact, se- uh, contact section on there where you can reach out to me, send me a message and uh text me or uh, the easiest way is just hit the email link because i get the emails immediately and generally don't lose them uh send me an email uh, if you have questions comments or anything i've also got a link to my youtube videos right there when you open it up whether you're looking at it on your mobile device or uh on your laptop at home and then there's a link to all the fishing gear that i use with uh, some amazon affiliate links on there that you can click on if you're interested in buying any of this stuff uh, similar to what I use, and there's a link to the podcast. You can listen to the podcast in a lot of different places. I was just sitting here looking. I'm actually going to look. I'm sitting at my computer now, and it tells me where all you can listen to this thing. You listen to it on Spotify, obviously on Anchor, which is where it's hosted at. Uh, Stitcher has it, uh, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. That's where the majority of y'all are listening. Apparently, I got about 35% on there. And then the other, some of the other myriad uh, podcast platforms out there. If you're on any of these, Spotify, Inc., uh, Apple, uh, Stitcher, any of those, Google, if there's a comment or a uh, rating section, please take the time to leave a rating. That helps throw this thing uh, up a little bit to where people can find it and uh, tune into it and it gets suggested to them. And that just helps getting more people uh, listening to what's going on. Well, I'm sitting here in the morning. Sun's coming up. Well, it's coming up somewhere. It's behind the clouds here. We've got some rain this morning, but it's fall, and we're coming up on the time of the year when, uh, if you're like me, I'm going to start getting on the water and chasing catfish in the colder weather. Uh, Right now, I'm in deer hunting mode, so I'm kind of out of the loop a little bit here for another month, but come December, uh, luckily for us here in the southeast and a lot of parts of the country, we can fish year-round. I know a bunch of you guys that li- live in the northern parts of the country, uh, your water freezes over, so you're kind of you know forced to ice fish or 
um, you know, those it's just maybe you're covered in snow. It's hard to get to the boat ramps, that kind of thing. But we can pretty much fish year round outside of some uh, one or two, two or three time a year occurrences where we get some snow and it's just tough to get the boat somewhere. We can fish and um, it's actually some great fishing. I've said that many times that some of the best big fish fishing happens in December and uh, I always look forward to that. The one thing I don't look forward to is some of the things that you face when you're going out on the boat fishing in sub-freezing temperatures and that's kind of what I want to go over here today because there may be some people that are kind of new to this may have I don't really want to go out there when it's that cold. Um, It's a great opportunity to catch some fish Uh, for us that live on hydroelectric reservoirs basically reservoirs that were built for electrical production uh getting up fishing first thing in the morning can be very productive because a lot of times depending on what is going on uh they are releasing water in the morning for power generation it's kind of when everybody comes to life lights start coming on people start taking showers water heaters kick on offices are opening heats can turn on there's a lot of water releases in the morning. A lot of times it can spark good fishing. So you're out there early. A lot of times you're forced to fish. Or if you want to fish that moving water, you got to be out there early. Sadly, that's the coldest part of the day. And uh, that's when you're going to face some of these things. You may be going and fishing a tournament. Uh, some of these things, I was writing down a little list here of things that can go wrong. And I remember a tournament that we had on Lake Monticello years ago. And uh, it was teens if i'm not mistaken it was pretty dang cold especially for us in the south getting out in the fishing when it's in the teens pretty cold and uh, there's some things that you need to be prepared for uh boat wise just mechanically wise safety wise just to keep in mind uh so you don't get out there and have this unbroken chain of events that makes your day on the water miserable uh it's going to be miserable enough the cold and the temperatures so uh if you can avoid some of these other things, uh, it will really make your day a lot better out there on the water. The first one, uh, the one that comes to mind uh, immediately, is as soon as you go, well, obviously, you got to get the boat in the water. And depending on if you're the first guy at the ramp or the 20th guy at the ramp, uh, boat ramp freezing up. And uh, depending on how steep the boat ramp is and what the boat ramp's made out of, whether it be a gravel lot or concrete, that could be a hazard. Several years ago, we were fishing the Ice Bowl Tournament up in Virginia. Uh, it's always like the third week of January. They call it Ice Bowl for a reason. It's cold. And uh, it was into the low 20s that morning, if I'm not mistaken, maybe upper teens. Cold enough that the ramp was freezing over. Boat goes in, drops in, trailer pulls out drop some water you compound that effect over a hundred boats and you're starting to get a sheet of ice out there now they're smart enough because it was a big tournament expecting this uh that brings some salt to put down on the ramp which really helps with you know uh giving you a little more traction keeping the ice from melting dropping the temperature the bad thing is with the salt is that uh the you know it'll only lower that temperature a few degrees and if you start to get into really teens and lower digits than that uh it may not prevent it from freezing so uh but it's something you can do uh if you want to sprinkle something out there just to help you uh maybe melt some of that uh frosty ice there and getting down the boat ramp something to be cautious of when you get a back of boat in especially on some of the steeper ramps 
because you don't want to go to sliding. It's a good place to have four-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive isn't the best thing on ice, but having four tires turning may enable you to find a place that doesn't have ice on it quicker than having two-wheel drive. So something to keep in mind there. First and foremost, when you're starting out, be careful on the ramps. That can be an issue. Um, Once you go to drop the boat in, uh, there's another issue that you're going to face, you may face, and this, and that's the boat being frozen to the trailer. And I know that sounds funny, but it's, it's literally true. Depending on what kind of bunks you have on the boat, especially if they're like a carpet-covered bunk, and depending on the type of hull uh, and how long it's been since you went fishing, uh, your boat can literally freeze to the bunks. We saw this... Uh, at at Monticello Tournament and some other winter tournaments because we have a lot of winter tournaments here in the South to where you had a boat like a, say, a Sea Ark or another metal John boat type boat that has basically just a sheet of metal and uh, as for the outer hull. And there's no insulation or anything inside the hull. Um, the temperature drops very quickly. Say they go out there pre-fishing the day before, uh, go out catching bait, uh, whatever the night before, uh, put the boat back on the trailer, bunks are wet, uh, temperature drops, metal drops very quickly in temperature, and it will literally freeze the boat to the bunks. Um, generally what happens is the best thing to do is drop it in the water and you just have to sit there for a few minutes. Um, the bad part is a lot of times when it's that cold, you may be in water in the 40s, so it's not like putting it into a hot bath of water. Uh but you just drop the boat back, let it sit there for a few minutes. It will slowly float and slowly pull off of the bunks. Uh, so don't be surprised if your boat doesn't float off of the trailer immediately when you get to the lake. Uh, and once you get it cranked, now there's all kinds of fuel issues that could happen. Uh, and I won't get into that. Generally, they're not that big of a deal. But one thing that you'll notice uh, a lot of times is that you're freezing and your throttles will freeze up. Uh, this is, uh, part of that is some of the grease and lubricant that is in there congeals and it just gets very thick when it's very cold. The other thing, sometimes these cables can have water inside of them. You get fine little pieces of ice in there that will mess up your throttles and stuff. Uh, generally speaking, uh, as soon as your boat gets cranked, that will thaw out pretty quickly. The one thing to be careful of, don't go forcing and torquing on a bunch of stuff, trying to get it to break loose because you can break stuff loose completely by doing that. Um, it's something that really, there's not a lot you can do about it to prevent it outside of storing the trailer inside of a building, uh, inside of a carport, uh, uh, garage, something like that. Um, so it's just one of those kind of unavoidable things, but it's something just to be aware of that it could happen to you. Just give it a few minutes to thaw out once the motor's running. <clears throat> now, once your motor's running, you'll notice, you'll look back and you go, oh, my, my motor's not pumping water. Um, the little pee hole, as it's called, uh, back there where the water that is going through the cooling system comes out, generally it's going to be froze up. Uh, it, it will take a while for it to unfreeze. Uh, if you just let it sit there and idle, eventually it's going to unfreeze and the water will come out. Uh, it can be kind of alarming at first. One way to avoid this, uh, for the most part, is when you take your boat out in cold weather, once you get it up on the ramp, Go start it uh, just for a second just to get it running. It will blow all the water out of the cooling system, and that will help you greatly with uh, reducing just how much water is in there and get that water flowing through so that you can see that it is pumping. Uh, that's a big concern 
for a lot of people, and they, you know, kind of freak out when they see that happening. Now, once you've got everything running, uh, everything's finally thawed out, you can steer the boat, your throttles work. Uh, be careful when you get in the boat. Uh, depending on what kind of boat you have, uh, this is one place where, like some of the uh, metal boats, uh, the John type, John boat types, uh, do a little bit better, is that they have direct contact with the water. Even when it's cold, the water will help heat that metal up some so that it's not frozen anymore. You get a boat like mine that has foam flotation in the floor, has closed foam flotation. It's basically got a bed of insulation in there. So what happens is that water on the outside of the boat in the lake uh, never really heats the boat up. So my boat is notorious for getting ice on the deck. If I spill water out of a live well, or there's water in there from the day before, or if it rained the day before and the boat's wet, there'll be ice in there. There's just, uh, you got to be very careful with that. You can bust your tail. It can make a bad thing, a bad day worse very quickly. Uh, just something to be aware of. you got a white boat like mine. You'll never see it. You'll have a slick spot. The other thing is when you get water in the boat, it's going to freeze almost instantaneously just because it's so cold and there's no you got that basic insulation layer underneath the boat uh, that's keeping it from heating up and thawing out so just some more stuff to be careful of to be just cognizant of and be aware of because you don't want to end up falling slipping uh, and God forbid you should go into water because at that point your day's over with uh, you need to get out of the boat get get off the water and get back to safety at that point. So that's what we're trying to avoid in all of this. Another thing, another little tip, when it's that cold, if you don't have heaters or anything like that on the boat, uh, I don't run a heater. I don't like, I don't know. I Maybe I will when I get older, but I'm just not a fan of having a heater. Um, one, it takes up room. Two, the safety is always a concern with me. And I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. Um, plus, uh, they told us years ago when I went deer hunting in Canada, they would have these little heater bottles you could take. And I never took one because one of the guys told me, he said, they're nice and warm as long as they're running. But when you run out of gas, you'll never be colder. So uh, I usually get it out and just suck it up buttercup and uh, try to stay warm and do a pretty good job of that. That's a whole nother podcast where we'll go into staying warm and fishing clothing. But um one of the things, keep a towel, keep a dry towel. Always keep a bait rag around that gets wet, smells, and is nasty. Uh, wintertime, take some, keep a separate dry towel. That's so when your hands get wet, you can dry them off. Uh, that really, really goes a long way, especially if it's windy, just to keep in some heat uh, you know, in your system and keeping you warm. And I also keep some hot hands in my pocket. It's a good way just to, you've got a warm place to put your hands and, uh, warm your hands up a little bit when you're out there when it's really really cold we'll do another podcast on the clothing i've got a pretty i don't know i say it's a different way of staying warm out there um and we'll go into that in another podcast uh as winter gets closer trying to do a few of these just to get some tips and ideas out there uh in your head for when it gets colder because it's a great time to go fishing guys it's it's a great time to be on the water uh, you don't have the pleasure of boat traffic to deal with. You pretty much got to lake to yourself. You just got like-minded fishermen. But there is a little level of uh, more concern and safety when you're out there. And you got to be a little bit more careful and just, you know, operating around the water 
and doing what you do it's it can be dangerous but it's not something that's so dangerous that um you know it's really it's not so dangerous that you shouldn't go as long as you're being careful and and aware of what you're doing one more tip i just thought of was i thought of a guy that fell in the lake doing this and that's boat ramps a lot of these ramps especially the ones we have are metal and uh if they get water on them uh and get wet uh, they, they become very, very slippery, very, very quick. So, uh, that was another thing before you even get in the boat, something else to be aware of. Um, but hopefully that gives you some ideas and some stuff to think about. Um, obviously make sure, uh, if you haven't been out and haven't been going out, make sure your batteries are up to snuff because cold weather will be the true test of your batteries, whether everything is working. Uh, if you've got older aging batteries, you're going to know it and you're going to see it a lot more when it's cold. So uh, make sure that boat is cranking good. Make sure uh, you check the voltage on them. Uh, not just when the battery's sitting there, but go in and actually check the voltage when it's cranking. Uh, just, just to see how much draw you've got and make sure and that'll tell you whether that battery's in good shape. That might be another one. I may have to bring my buddy Jeff Manning on and go over some of the mechanical stuff to look out for there. Jeff's a uh, real good mechanical guy and a guy I lean on a bunch uh, with mechanical questions and stuff. And he'd be a good one to go over some stuff. That may be another podcast one we'll have to uh, go into. Check out uh, Jeff Manning. He's got a YouTube channel also. He is the one that I did the world record blue catfish with. And uh, there's some links to his YouTube channel in there. I think it's Team Reeling the Blues is his uh, channel. He's got some really, really cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, check him out. But that's it for now, guys. Hopefully that gave you some good information. And uh, we look forward to uh, catching you out on the water.